spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because I know what I want, because I know one of my values are authenticity, I cannot be with somebody who has not taken the time to explore who they are authentically. I literally felt God talking to me and saying, no. Everything needs to come from within. You need to work on yourself. You need to work on your self-confidence. You need to work on loving yourself, feeling like you are worthy of the places that I am about to put you in. Before we get into the episode, I want to give you a free gift because I don't want to be the only one who knows what the best version of myself looks like and then just have you sit and listen to me. I want to actually help you gain some clarity on the type of life that you want to create for yourself so that you're not just living your life based on how other people think you should live it or trying to achieve things that other people have convinced you that you should achieve. So if you're interested, I created 15 journal prompts to help you get started in defining your ideal life. Just go to secludedthoughts.com freebie. I will leave the link in the description as well. Now let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Sensi and on this podcast we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. Now, I don't know if I've said this before, but the reason I made this podcast was because I wanted to essentially be that voice of reason for the younger version of myself that was, you know, going through trials and tribulations and struggling. And I just really needed to hear certain things at different points in time. So really, I just always speak to myself every time I make an episode. But in the process of being open and honest and vulnerable, a lot of people see themselves in these stories and the things that I share and it has reached a lot of people which I'm very grateful for I appreciate all of you and in the spirit of you know being open and honest I felt like I needed to share this part of my life and where I'm at right now because through conversations with different people, I'm realizing that some people have started experiencing some of these things that I've experienced that I will talk about today. But just as when I was going through it in the beginning, it was very hard. It was very confusing and I did not really know where to turn to. So seeing that I have gone through this period of isolation or I'm, I am going through this period of isolation and I'm now at peace with it and I've reflected and, and I've learned my lesson and all of that I thought that I would share 
the four different ways that I felt God isolated me and like tried to teach me different things in this whole process of becoming the best version of myself. So if you are feeling isolated or, you know, just really weird and out of place in your environment and stuff like that, then this episode is dedicated to you. So this whole period of isolation started about a year ago for me. And basically, the very first thing that I experienced in this whole process was suddenly being not repulsed, but I just started feeling like I really, I, I just, I don't want to drink anymore. And the thing is, I didn't drink a lot, but if I would like go out with my friends or in like certain situations or something, like if you go to a club or something, it's like you drink, right? I never drank that much, but like if I'm being completely honest with you, in for times like when I went to Vegas for my 21st birthday, like I understood the assignment, okay? I I understood the assignment. We'll leave it at that. I understood the assignment. But I and and that 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 was an exception within itself because usually I max out at like two drinks or like three, but I just and I pace myself cuz like I don't I I never liked being drunk or anything, but before I would have a drink every now and then if I like if if the if the situation was appropriate right like if we if we were having like a game night or something or playing drinking games stuff like that like you know like especially in college and stuff like that it was like okay I'm around alcohol I don't mind drinking I'll drink right however in this first phase of isolation the first thing that hit me was all of a sudden feeling like I really don't want to drink anymore. Like, I don't feel the need to drink. I don't like how it makes me feel. Like, mentally and physically, I just started, like, disconnecting from alcohol. Like, even when I would go to dinner with my friends and have, like, one drink or something just to, like, try the whatever's on the menu, I would feel like you know how sometimes drinking gets you buzzed I wouldn't feel buzzed or anything but I would wake up the next day hungover like with a headache or something and it's like I wouldn't even drink but it started having adverse effects on me when I did do it so eventually I just said you know what I don't want to drink anymore I'm cutting off all hard liquor wine maybe here and there but Hard liquor, I was like, no, no more like vodka, tequila, nothing like that. I was like, I'm done. I don't, I don't, I just don't feel like drinking anymore. I don't feel the need to drink. And what was uncomfortable about that for me was the fact that I was still in the same environment with the people that I I drank with every now and then, right? So it was like normal and custom for us to play drinking games or like stuff like that every now and then. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I just didn't feel like drinking anymore. And I felt so uncomfortable because I felt like God changed me. He changed my tastes and made me not want to do these things anymore. But then he put me back in the same environment around the same people that I did the same things with. And I just felt so out of place. I even felt like I was being brand new. Like I, 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 I just, 
I didn't even know what to do or think or say. I was like, why do I all of a sudden just don't feel the need to drink? Like, I didn't even drink that much anyway. Like I said, there's like one or two. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, I just really have no desire to be around alcohol. I have no desire to go to clubs. I have no desire to be, you know, like, I just, anywhere people gathered where it was understood that we will be drinking to get drunk, I just, I just did not feel the need to do that anymore. Like, it just, like, if people invited me anywhere... And it was understood that that would be a part of it. I was like, yeah, no, I think I'll just stay home. Like I just out of nowhere, I had no desire to do it. And it was very uncomfortable at first because I just stopped feeling like doing something that was not necessarily frequent or normal, but it was it was something I did every now and then. And now I'm just like, okay, absolutely none whatsoever. It was just weird. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, no, absolutely not. I just don't feel the need to do that anymore. Like, club scenes, drinking, anything like that, I was like, I'd just rather stay home. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, nor do I judge people who do that. Um, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's, that's just what I went through. All of a sudden, I did not have the desire to do anything like that. And especially not if it involved being reckless. All of a sudden, I was like, yeah, no, no alcohols, no drugs. I didn't do any type of drugs anyway. But I was like, I just don't want to be around that whatsoever. I don't want to be around anything where my common sense... And basic functioning skills is compromised. I don't know. I just all of a sudden I was like, I'm done with that stuff. So that was the first part of me being uncomfortable. God literally said, I don't want you in these environments anymore. The second part was with friendships. Now, I have been fortunate enough to have some amazing friends. You know, I don't have any drama in my life or anything. I don't know if you could tell, but I am not the type of like, I'm not a dramatic person. This is like the loudest I speak, honestly. Like, I feel like I'm yelling right now. People always tell me I I, I talk like I'm whispering or people always ask me to project my voice. Like, just to give you an example, I am very soft-spoken. I'm very much in my shell, very quiet, very just, I just keep to myself, right? No type of drama about me whatsoever so I just never got into anything like that so the way I felt like I was being isolated in terms of friendships and acquaintanceships was that all of a sudden certain things that I would talk about I just didn't feel like talking about it anymore certain types of conversations certain um type of memes we would send each other all of a sudden I was like I just don't want to be exposed to that at all for example you know certain Instagram pages or stuff like that where you know people just post like negative stuff like negative news gossip stuff like that I I I literally told my friends, don't send me any gossip, don't send me any negativity, don't send me anything about men are trash, don't send me like 
anything negative at all. And the thing is, I definitely used to like entertain that stuff, right? I followed these pages as well. But all of a sudden I was like, yeah, God was like, no, I don't want you in certain conversations anymore. And I literally just did not feel the need to do it. I just, I wouldn't even respond to certain messages where I felt like people were just being negative or like sending me negative news because all of a sudden I just didn't have the energy for it. I didn't have the desire to entertain it anymore. So I, like I said, I have great friendships because we are open and honest and we communicate with each other. So I just told my friends, um, just as I told them with the drinking thing that I didn't, I forgot to mention, I just told my friends, you know, I, I just don't feel like being exposed to negativity of any kind anymore. Please don't send me no gossip, no negative, anything. Send me everything that's positive, but anything that's anything that could potentially make me get distracted and go down a rabbit hole of like celebrity gossip, drama, negative news what happened in the city of atlanta like don't don't even tell me i just i don't want to know and i literally started purging my instagram feed too i was like if anybody posted something that i just didn't like or if people were like sharing stuff that were negative i just unfollowed people i muted people if people posted stories where all they did was complain and stuff like that you were either muted or unfollowed Honestly, I just, I literally all of a sudden, God was like, I don't want you exposed to any of that. I don't want you exposed to any of that. And I just didn't have the desire to have it in my space at all. Now, let us, um, let me spill some tea, right? Let's talk about how my perspective has changed when it comes to dating and relationships, right? This episode is sponsored by yours truly because on this podcast, we talk about becoming the best version of yourself. However, I cannot tell you what that looks like for you. You need to do that for yourself. And if you don't, you will let society and social media tell you what you should be working towards just to get there and then realize it's not what you actually want. So I have created journals to actually help you do this. The reason why I know what the best version of myself look like is because I actually took the time to define things like what my ideal relationships will look like, my friendships, what my version of luxury is like, what my dream lifestyle is like, what my dream career is like, what I think my purpose is, like a bunch of different things. And I have created three different journals to help you do the exact same thing. So if you're interested in any one of the journals, then go to secludedthoughts.com slash journals. Before the old me, you know, not really much, not really having much experience. I don't even know what I was doing. I don't even know what I was doing, to be honest. But here's a few different ways my perspective has changed when it comes to dating. So first and foremost, dating starts with yourself, right? I realized that the biggest mistake I have made many times in the past was I was always dating for where I felt I was at at the point in my life. And I was not dating based on where I am trying to be, right? So this is how my perspective has changed since I'm now dating based on where I know I'm going, right? I am currently building a brand about becoming the best version of yourself, right? And 
I am speaking from experience. I'm doing the work on myself. I know what I want. I know what I'm working towards. And because I spend so much time on myself, because I invest in myself so much, because I reflect, because I'm introspective, because I take the time to know who I am and what I want, I really pay attention to whether or not a guy is in tune with who he really is. This sounds so simple, but a lot, I'm realizing that a lot of guys don't really know who they are outside of their jobs and what they do for work and their business. A lot of guys wrap their identity in being the provider and the protector and making a lot of money. And some of them genuinely don't know what they want to do outside of work. Some of them genuinely haven't explored who they are as a person outside of what they do right? They know what they do, but they don't know who they are. And if and because some of them don't really know who they are, or they don't feel comfortable being who they are, they are not living authentically. I am working on building a brand based on authenticity, right? I am living my authentic truth right now. I'm being honest. I'm being open. One of my core values for myself is authenticity. So it's very hard for me to talk to guys who don't have the same level of interest in investing in themselves and who they are. And they don't really know who they are outside of their jobs. Like some guys I have met or interacted with, and this is not like only dating this is like in general some guys I've interacted with they don't know how to have a conversation outside of what they do for a living or what they are working on doing like I mean I get it I am an entrepreneur myself I always you know I I I I, I get the life I get the life right but I am trying to get to know you for who you are but if you don't even know who you are You're not going to be able to tell me. I'm not going to be able to get to know you because you have these walls up for whatever reason and it just doesn't make sense, right? Because I know what I want, because I know one of my values are authenticity. I cannot be with somebody who has not taken the time to explore who they are authentically, right? That's just one way. Another way that my perspective has changed in dating is when it comes to financial literacy, Now, let me just be very honest. Let me just be very honest. I, like I said, this is both in dating and generally speaking, right? It doesn't apply to every guy I've met, but it applies to some. I've realized that some guys are just very irresponsible financially. And what I mean by that is... Sometimes they are so stressed out at their jobs, which pays them a lot. And I've met a lot of guys like that. They're so stressed out at their jobs, but very well paid. And they just blow their money. They blow their money because they have the money to spend, right? They may not have any other responsibilities other than themselves, but they don't really invest their money. They don't try to diversify their income. They don't make very good financial decisions. It's like as soon as you get a raise or something, you go get a new car or you just ball out on designer things and stuff like that. But they don't actually take the time to 
develop their you know financial literacy learn how to invest and stuff like that they just they earn a lot of income they have a lot of earned income at their job and they just blow their money and if i was immature and i didn't care about finding somebody who was financially literate i would probably be thinking something like oh well let me get a purse out of this since you always buy and designer things anyway but that's like a huge turnoff for me i don't like i am very turned off when i see guys just being irresponsible with their money and just dropping money on nothing and they don't even know their credit score they don't have a good credit score they don't invest they don't save they don't diversify their income nothing like that it's just okay i make a lot of money and i also spend most of it like i that's like a huge turn off to me but overall honestly when it comes to dating i just literally complete I, i don't look at things the same way i am trying to get to know a person for who they are and a lot of people don't know who they are outside of what they do and what they have what they own and because i changed my perspective and i'm focusing on dating for where i want to be not just where i am and actually building a legacy building an empire stuff like that like i'm i'm trying to do some serious things in my life and God has literally changed my perspective to the point where so many things turn me off and I just I can't be bothered to be entertained by somebody who does not have their life together in many different areas. I'm not just talking about financially, I'm talking about mentally, I'm talking about like some people genuinely don't have like a plan like for their future, like they just wing in it. Some people genuinely have not gotten that far and that's okay. That's okay, but for me personally, I'll pass. Personally, I'll pass because I know what I'm working towards at the very least you need to know too, right? What it comes down to mainly and the old me would never be able to say this, but because I've been learning a lot about femininity now and realizing that me being in my masculine energy is just very ghetto and it's not serving me and I'm tired of it. I basically said, you know what? I am going to assess a guy based on his ability to lead me. Like if I cannot get behind what you are doing, then there's no need to even give you my number, right? Because for example, let's say a guy told me that he really had a goal that he was working towards, right? And based on his actions, he was not putting in the time. He was not being consistent. So therefore, he's not keeping his word. He's showing me that he cannot keep his word to himself. He's not as committed to his goals. So why would I come around and think that all of a sudden he's going to be committed to me or he's going to change for me? You know, I don't even always look at things based on like how you treat me. I look at how you treat yourself, like how you carry yourself, right? If you can't keep your word to yourself, I'm not going to come around and think that all of a sudden you will keep your promises to me, right? I pay attention to how that man will will carry himself and treat himself and whether or not he has a plan for himself, whether or not he's consistent, whether or not he is very much in his masculine energy. And I just like I completely changed my perspective on how I look at things, on how I date, and I just y'all, I I don't have the desire nor the patience for a lot of things anymore. Because fortunately, I have now discovered my purpose. I have gotten clarity on who I am, what I'm trying to build, and 
when I think about settling down with somebody, I cannot settle down with somebody who is not serious. I don't have time for the foolery. I don't have time for the foolery anymore. So that's that on dating. There's a lot of other ways my perspective has changed, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just leave it at that. I'll try to keep it short, but I saved the best part for last. The fourth way that God has really done a work in me, child, is by forcing me to love myself and by forcing me to develop confidence in who I am. Forcing me to accept me for me today. I can honestly tell you that based on who I am today, without anything external that I have or that I own, just based on who I am, my qualities, my knowledge, my experiences, my looks, my character, my energy, my personality, everything that I am today and not what I have, I am truly happy with myself. And I truly love and accept myself for who I am today. Not what I'm working towards, not what I want, not what I have, who I am today. I am truly happy with myself. And my first goal and commitment to myself is to always be able to say that at every point in my life. And that is so important for me to say because let me tell you something. I am 24 and I turned 25 in a few weeks, right? And for a lot of us, you know, we have had this pressure to become and to have so many things by age 25, myself included, right? So many of us thought we would have like a house, land, a car, be married with children, certain things like that, be a millionaire. So many of us thought we would have had so much more than we do right now. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to achieve certain things by 25. And what I realized, right, what I realized, which is why that statement was so important for me to say, was... I have accomplished the most important thing that I think I could ever accomplish in my life. And that's true self-love and self-confidence. That is the best gift I could have ever given myself. That is the best thing I could have ever accomplished by 25. Because money cannot buy that. Money cannot buy self-confidence. It can't buy self-love. It can only distract you from the fact that you don't genuinely feel confident in yourself or you don't genuinely love yourself, right? It helps with the perception that people have of you. It helps boost that because in reality, you, you have your insecurities and you think that if you buy stuff, people will look at you and treat you better than you think you deserve to be treated without those material things. That's what it will do. And I have almost fell into that trap. And that is why I, I am saying the best gift, the greatest gift I could have ever given myself by 25, by any age, was to truly be happy with myself and truly be confident with myself and 
know who I am and why I am here. And the reason why this is the most important gift I could have ever given myself is because I am building a brand based on authenticity, based on being the best version of yourself, right? If I'm not even confident in who I am, if I don't even love myself, I cannot talk about that. And this is what I feel like I'm being called to do. This is genuinely what I love doing. If I don't take the time to invest in myself and work on myself, I cannot talk about being the best version of yourself, right? I cannot take any shortcuts because of what I am doing, because of what I am called to do. I have to invest in myself. And let me tell you a few of the ways that God has literally shook my entire life to enforce this in me because this is what I am being called to do. One of the ways he did that was, and I, I touched on it a little bit a while ago with the designer things. I'm a single individual with no children, no other responsibilities other than myself, right? I personally, I am very bougie, right? I'm very bougie. I'm rich. My bank account hasn't caught up yet, but it will. Don't you worry about it. It will. So I like the finer things in life, right? And I remember I wanted to go to a really, really nice upscale restaurant to like take myself on a solo date, right? The life I deserve. And I remember thinking that the one Louis Vuitton purse that I have, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear it so I can go there because it was really nice, really bougie, very upscale. I was like, you know what? Let me wear my Louis Vuitton purse to go to this restaurant. And then instantly, it's like God told me no. If you need a designer purse to go into this restaurant because you don't feel like you belong there, then you don't need to go. In that instant, I felt like I felt something tell me if you feel like you need to wear designer items to feel like you belong in a certain environment, then you need to work on your confidence before you even go there. Yes, you have the things, but if you are relying on designer items to make you feel comfortable in certain spaces and make you feel like you will be respected in certain spaces that I am calling you to go to, then you need to take a step back and work on your self-confidence because that's where the real issue is. God literally shook me like that in so many areas of my life. I literally felt like he told me you need to work on yourself so that you feel like you as an individual deserve these things for who you are and not what you have, not be not based on what you can afford. Because I was like, when you think about it, how many people are splurging on designer items so that the Louis Vuitton logo or the Gucci logo can speak for you when you enter a room because you need to hide the fact that you don't have enough self-confidence to go there and feel like you deserve to be there if you're not wearing something that makes you look like you have money. How many people attach their confidence and their self-worth to how much they make or how much they own, right? I felt like in that moment, God was telling me, yes, you will naturally be in these places sooner or later, but I want you to be there because you are confident enough and you feel like you deserve to be there for who you are and not what you have or not what you can afford or not what you feel like you can bring to the table simply because you are who you are. And long story short, what ended up happening in that situation is I eventually went to the restaurant without the designer purse and 
And it was truly amazing. Like it was an amazing experience. I carried myself very well and I walked and I acted like I belonged in the place, right? I said my affirmations and I worked on myself to the point where I felt like, no, I deserve a life of luxury. I don't need to look like I can afford it. I just need to feel like I deserve it. Like you see what I'm saying? Anytime I ever had that thought, anytime I ever came close to anything like that, I literally felt God talking to me and saying, no, everything needs to come from within. You need to work on yourself. You need to work on your self-confidence. You need to work on loving yourself, feeling like you are worthy of the places that I am about to put you in. So that's why that statement of truly being happy with myself and loving myself and being confident with myself for where I am today, that's why that's so powerful for me because I can confidently say even if I lose everything I had today, will it be, you know, a relatively painful experience? Absolutely. But I am I'm 100% confident that I will be okay. And I don't feel like it would like taint who I am or my reputation or anything like that because I'm truly happy with who I am. And I look at myself based on how God looks at me, based on how God sees me. Because if I'm being honest, I'm human. And on some days I don't feel my best, but on those specific days, I don't try to lean into how I feel about me I try to lean into how God feels about me how God sees me and that's so crazy for me to say because like I said I used to be atheist slash agnostic like I had a tumultuous relationship with the Lord growing up and you know what I'll make an episode about it but I had a tumultual relationship with God growing up for certain reasons and I just really did not have any type of spiritual life and I have noticed that ever since I took a back seat and I said, you know what, this life is too ghetto for me to try to understand on my own. And I need to lean on his understanding and not mine. Like, I just need to take myself out of the driver's seat because I don't know what I don't know why things happen the way they do. I need some type of spiritual compass because I looked at it like that and I thought about it like that. And I decided to trust God and surrender to him. That has literally been the start of my whole awakening and he has really been looking out for me. And that's one thing I am grateful for. The reason I have this confidence, the reason I have this self-love is truly it starts with my relationship with God. And yeah, like I have been feeling, I have been in an isolation period because of all of these things, because God has been doing so much work on me and changing my perspective and changing who I am and preparing me for the rooms I'm about to walk into, preparing me for what I've been praying for. And I have been doing the internal work. I've been seeing a lot of progress and I truly feel like all of this isolation is for good reason. It was rough in the beginning because I didn't understand it. But if you are going through a period of isolation where you feel like you are changing, but your environment is still the same, I just want to encourage you that soon enough, sooner, sooner or later, your environment will change and it will start reflecting what you want to see. Because that's what I'm seeing in my life. But I just wanted to talk about the whole period of isolation that I've been going through the past year and a half and why I'm very much at peace with it now, how I look at things differently, how much I've grown, how much I've changed. And I just, I feel like a completely new person. 
I feel like a completely new person, but in a good way, in an amazing way. I feel like, I feel like if you knew me last year, you had to, you have to be reintroduced. But also at the same time, maybe if you don't know me now, maybe it's because you know, I probably wouldn't get along now because my my tolerance for a lot of things just does not exist. And God has taken me out of many situations and has distanced me from a lot of people for good reason. And, you know, the people who are in my life right now, the people who are supposed to be, and then the ones who will eventually come into my life. But yeah, I would really encourage you to work on yourself because it starts with you. Everything you have will be a reflection of who you are as a person. So if you don't like what you have, it starts with changing who you are. It starts with working on yourself. The best gifts you can give yourself is the internal stuff. Working on yourself and healing, that's better than any car you could buy. Because a year, two years from now, that car will be old. They will be releasing a new version of it every year. And you will always be discontent. Anything material you can buy, you will always want something else. There will always be something better after you get it. But when you heal, when you heal, when you learn to love yourself, when you develop confidence, when you are happy with who you are, that is priceless. So to all my fellow 24-year-olds who, you know, feeling like you need to have everything together by 25, financially, you know, stuff like that, the superficial things, I would challenge you to give yourself the gift of self-love. Make your isolation period purposeful. Reflect and really get the lessons that God or whatever you believe in is trying to teach you. Because it may not always look like it, but it's always to your benefit. So that is all I have to say this week. Thank you for listening as always, and I will talk to you next Sunday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.